Welcome back to Life's Good, I'm Worried. We are in 2020. We're thriving somewhat. Um, and we're excited to be back to talk. How do you feel, Jess? Well, I was just thinking about how you said that we're thriving. And, like, you just got your nails done and you just got your hair done. I, you can't see me, but, like, I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt and my hood is up and, um, I don't think that's <laughs> thriving. But it, I'll, I'll it could be it. thriving in somebody's eyes. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, about that. <laughs> it could be. Sometimes that's what, like, honestly, I'm thinking of, like, going home and putting on pajamas and just, like, laying in my bed and watching Law & Order for the rest of the night. And that's what I would consider thriving. For today, anyway. For today, yeah. Um, but this week, we are going to be talking about a topic that can be very difficult for people. Um, I mean, I think a lot of our topics probably could be difficult for some people, but um, this week we're going to be talking about grief and what it's like to lose somebody and how it affects your mental health, um, personal experiences, just our thoughts, as always. Um, so if you recently lost somebody or think that this could be maybe triggering, um, I'd encourage you to stop listening and go watch a funny YouTube video or something. That's what I always do when I'm sad. Um, but if it's not, then stick around and we can start talking about it. So I will start just by asking, um, it's a very morbid question, but have you lost anybody significant in your life? Uh, my maternal grandfather passed away probably like five or six years ago. I'm very bad at remembering dates. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. That would have been, yeah. Right before high school. Mm -hmm. Before I graduated high school. So yeah, like five years ago. Um, and both my dad's parents passed away, but, um, we weren't super close to them as kids. So I feel like the most significant loss in my life would be my maternal grandfather. Do you remember a lot of what happened around then, or was it, like, so long ago that... Oh, no, yeah, he was um, sick. He was in the hospital and um, died of complications due to pneumonia uh, and uh, a heart attack, I believe. Okay. Do you remember how it affected you? Yeah, I was really upset and sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's natural whenever you lose somebody. Right. Um, But I feel like, and I've thought about this before, I feel like I didn't get the chance, or I just didn't know, like, how to, like, grieve Mm -hmm. that loss properly. Um... It was almost like I was just really, I was upset, you know, for like a period of time while we were, while we were in Texas with my grandmother and like going to the funeral and all those sorts of things. And then like after that was done, the grieving process just kind of stopped Mm -hmm. and it like never completed. Right. So yeah, I've thought about that before and thought like, I don't know if I, if I grieved well enough because I think that. You can grieve well and you can grieve not so well. Right. But, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, I don't know if a lot of people consider, like, losing, you know, like, the death of a loved one as trauma, um, but I think, I think the two go hand in hand. Um, I know, like, at my work, when we go over and evaluate people, we always ask about trauma, and we have, like, there's a couple different options that you can check, you know, if somebody reports it, like, they've had emotional abuse, if somebody reports they've had, like, significant childhood neglect, um, but there's not a box for loss of anybody significant or, like, death of a loved one. And I always ask that question because you'd be surprised how many people will kind of, like, look at you and they're like, well, actually, yeah, like, this did happen. Like, I lost my dad or I lost my grandfather. Um, and that, for me, I'm like, okay, you know, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that kind of opens up, you know, and can kind of act as, like, a starting point for somebody who maybe is struggling with a lot of anxiety or depression or, you know, even PTSD. Of course, if you lose somebody that's, you know, in a pretty traumatic way um, or unexpected. Um, I think that one of the reasons that I wanted to do this topic is because I think that, you know, like we said in the beginning, we want to start a conversation about mental health and, you know, we want to bring awareness to it. And I think that this is a topic within mental health that not a lot of people talk about. Um, I think it's, it's almost like it's its own entity, but people don't talk, in my opinion, people don't really talk about how they coincide and how one affects the other, if that makes sense. Like how grief affects your mental health? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have lost, unfortunately, a lot of people in my life. Most significant, you know, there's a couple of significant people. When I was um, 16, one of my friends passed away very unexpectedly. Um, you know, I've lost family members, most recently my grandfather, um, unexpectedly a few years ago, and it it sucks, man. Like, it really is really, really hard and really difficult to deal with because I feel like you don't know how you're supposed to deal with it or, you know, like, what way is healthy and what way is not. You know, some people say, like, all forms of grief are healthy, but are I they? wouldn't say that's true. I wouldn't say that's true. Because I think some people, when they are grieving a loss, and I think one of... I, know that I think I might differ in my opinion of, of grief because like losing somebody is just a natural part of, of living. And I think like, I definitely think that there could be trauma and, you know, like you lose someone to, to like gun violence or a, a car accident or something. But I know that like, especially losing somebody when they've like lived a full, you know, and like, worthwhile life like obviously it it's sad but as christians i think we have that and if if your loved one is is a believer there's hope knowing that like okay they're in a better place and one day we'll be you know brought together again mm -hmm. so there's like a there's a comfort in that even though you don't you don't have them with you here um i think of there's a woman at church who recently lost her son. Mm -hmm. um, he had lots and lots of different health problems. And, you know, she I was at the funeral and it it's heartbreaking. You know, she lost a child and that's one of the things that, like, you never want to do is, as a parent is to bury your child. But she said, you know, like, he's now 
in heaven and it is living it, his quality of life is a hundred times better than ours as you know will ever be and I think that like part of grief should be accepting that there's nothing you could have done to change the subject or to change the outcome mm-hmm. but um yeah I think that there's there's positive ways and there's negative ways to grieve um, I think lots of times people end up getting, people end up act, uh, I don't say acting out, like um, lashing out is probably mm-hmm. a better term. Um, at the people, you know, closest to them whenever they experience a loss because they don't know the best way to, to handle that. Mm-hmm. And to be, like, to like feel those emotions and then figure out what to do with them rather than, like, bottle them up inside and just get angry. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that it's definitely brings comfort, um, you know, to people when, you know, if the person, you know, had a relationship with God, I think that it's still, I think it's still hard, you know, and I, and the reason that I say that is because, you know, like my grandfather was 89 when he passed away, but he was totally fine. Like he... Health-wise, you know, like, he used to walk around a cane, and that was great, but he, you know, his memory was there, like, he didn't have cancer, you know, nothing, um, nothing like that, but he, um, had an infection, and probably from pneumonia that he had had a couple months earlier, that just kind of developed and kept increasing, and it was within three days we brought him to the hospital, and then he passed away, um, And that was one of the hardest points in my life because he was truly my best friend. I think a lot of people like throw that term out around sometimes, but, um, you know, we were really close and like there wasn't, you know, like, and I've had like my grandmother had cancer and so she was in hospice and I feel like I kind of was a little bit somewhat prepared for that, but having somebody, you know, kind of get sick for lack of better terms and die within 72 hours. Oh, yeah. It's really, really hard. And I don't want to diminish and say that, like, losing somebody isn't hard. I guess I think I've always handled it differently. Mm-hmm. I think I, it doesn't, I don't know if I want to say it doesn't affect me as much, but I think maybe I, like, just close myself off to, mm-hmm. like, dealing with the loss. Right. And every, I mean, everybody, everybody thinks and grieves differently, you know? So, like, I, myself, as a somewhat, I'd say, average emotional person really tries, like, just in general to, like, dive into, like, what I'm feeling and to try to work through that. Um, And so, like, I know for me, it was really, like, I just cried for, like, a week straight. I couldn't sleep. Like, it just was really, really, really difficult. Um... But I think that, like, like you said, you know, like, your outlook is a, is an outlook that a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. So and also, when my grandfather passed away, he had been in the hospital for a long time. Yeah. And had been sick for a long time. So, and it wasn't getting better. So, there was some kind of knowledge that, like, this was, this was probably gonna, his illness was probably gonna end mm-hmm. that way. Um... But yeah, it doesn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. 
I just think that I, I know that I probably don't. Even with the loss of, like, a friendship, too, because loss doesn't have to mean death, mm-hmm. but I know that, like, whenever there, I have had times where I've lost different friendships, I typically don't grieve. Yeah. I just kind of move on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, sometimes I feel like that can be okay to just move on, but I think most of the time you should, you should probably do something mm-hmm. to at least work through your side of, of the feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's such a, like, what, what does it even look like to move on? Yeah. Do you, does one ever really move on? You know, like, I think that it's still, you know, like, so next week will be the two year anniversary of my grandfather passing. I also happen to work at the same hospital Mm. that he came in and passed away at. And I know that that's always really hard for me because I, like, I see a lot of people like him and look like him, you know, and and are the same age that come in, and it's, like, you know, kind of brings me back to that moment. And, of course, like, I have, I have thought of the days prior to him going to the hospital, like, a lot of times since he's passed away, and have thought, like, what, could we have done anything different? Like, what if we did this earlier? Like, was that a red flag I should have been aware of? And that, you know, like, doubting and then also being angry. Like, I was really, really angry at God, because we, just as, like, a family, we had, um, we had buried an infant mm-hmm. not even a month before he passed away, um, which was really difficult. And then it just was like four weeks later, he was gone too. So we all were really, I would say really like down in the dumps, really, um, just really, we were hurting, you know? Um, and I was very angry at God. I was very, <laughs> I was very angry at, um, the person who did my grandfather's funeral, Um, and I had a lot of discussions, like, with some of my family about that, and I, I am, like, a firm believer, like I said earlier, someone who, like, likes to talk about emotions, obviously the nature of what I do. Um, I, you know, scripture says, like, there is a time to dance, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to mourn, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I look at the stories of Jesus mourning for his friend's death, you know, and, um, Jesus wept is such a profound verse, and I think that for me, like, I told my parents, I already have, like, my holographic will written out, which basically is, like, a will that doesn't have to be notarized or anything. Um, but in there, like, I talk about if something were to happen to me, this is what I want. Um, you know, this is what to do with, you know, all of my things, whatever. But I wrote in there, like, I don't want worship songs played at my funeral. Hmm. And that's... And I remember sitting in the church at my grandfather's funeral and, you know, everybody was singing in Christ Alone, which is a beautiful song, one of his favorite songs, but I had a really hard time singing and praising God in that moment because I was, it was fresh and I was still angry that that had happened. And so I think that that's, like, I was, I talked to my parents about it, it's like controversial, you know, because as Christians, you know, we are supposed to praise God in like the hard times and the good times. But that's, that's a sentiment that's so much easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Well, and I was going to say that. Like, yeah, I think that when, like, you're, when push comes to shove and you're, like, in that moment and you're, you're literally forced to, like, confront, like, okay, I'm really upset with God, but all these people around me are singing, you know, it's hard Mm -hmm. to say, like, well, I'm going to sing too because I know at the end of the day, like, there's that saying that's very cliche, but it's like, and if not, God is still good, mm-hmm. which is very true. Right. And I feel like I've really 
like thought about that a lot this last month or so and like what that that little saying means but I think a lot of times in grief people do tend and I know that I I do this in my own areas of of grief but I feel like I've gotten a lot better in in handling my anger Mm -hmm. towards God when it's born out of grief right so I think a lot of times when I'm upset I'm upset at at things and I think loss is some loss is something that is completely out of our control right you know um and whether it's like loss of a friend loss of a loved one loss of you know a dream whatever Mm -hmm. those sorts of things they're it's completely out of our control and so our like our instinct is to then like to blame God for it Mm -hmm. um because he's in control. Right, because he yeah. is in control. And, you know, like, you can make, like, I, God never promised that life was going to be easy. Right. And God never promised that the things that we want are going to happen or that our loved ones are always going to be there, you know. Like, I think about Lazarus, mm-hmm. you know, like, Jesus cries when Lazarus, his friend, dies. And I think that's a really good picture mm-hmm. of like, it's okay to grieve, right. um, but then, you know, I mean, Jesus, you know, does a miracle, and yeah. Lazarus comes alive, and that's not, that's not promised mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. um, but I think Jesus gives a good example of, of how to deal with grief, especially in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he prays, and he says, like, if, if it is your will, like, take this cup from me, because I, want to do it essentially he says but but i'll you know still go Mm because i know this is what is is my story um and i think that's a good picture of like of how i think we can relate to god in our grief even when we are angry that's something that in the last year or so i've become like pretty passionate about talking to people about is how important it is to keep like an open line mm-hmm. of communication with God, Absolutely. whether or not you're angry or you're, you know, like thankful or mm-hmm. like rejoicing that something happened. But I feel like especially when you're angry right. and when you're angry, like, you know, well, you, like you were saying in, at your grandfather's funeral, like you're mad at God. That's perfectly fine. God can handle that. Yeah. Like, yeah. God's not afraid of your anger and God's not afraid of your grief either. Like I, he wants to be with you mm-hmm. through those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had moments where I'm, like, yelling at God in the shower. <laughs> yep. But but always, I feel like you always have to come back. Like, you can't just leave it at yelling at God. Right. I feel like you always have to come back to the truth of, like, like your word says that you are faithful mm-hmm. and that you have good plans for us, even if those don't, if those plans don't line up with mm-hmm. our earthly plans. Those sorts of things. So, yeah, I that was definitely something that I did a lot of after those, you know, that month period between Christmas Eve and um, late December or late January. Um, you know, I feel like I I remember taking drives and like just yelling and mm. then I'd cry and then I'd yell and then I'd cry and then I'd cry again because I felt bad for yelling and then yeah. I you know would yell because. I didn't want to feel guilty, you know, but, and it was like this continual cycle. Um, but I just remember like the piece of scripture that really, really, truly helped me through. And that I feel like is, has helped me through so many times in my life is in Isaiah 
43, um, you know, God's just stating these promises, like, you are, you know, you are my child. Um, he says, you know, when you go through the fire, the flames will not overcome you. You know, when you go through the water, the waves won't drown you, basically, is what it says. And I just would say that, like, over and over and over again. Like, yeah, this is really hard. It's really, really hard to be in a world, to live in a world where, you know, this has impacted us and has hurt us. But um, I know it's not going to, like, it's not, like, I can't handle it, God, but you can. And that's what I need right now. Like, yeah. I need you to help me because I physically cannot get through this on my own. And I wouldn't have, like, if I didn't have God in my life when that happened, like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd be here today. Yeah. Um, because it just was like, you know, it was just so much, so many emotions, so much to handle. Um, and that's just like the feelings of it all. Like that doesn't yeah. even go into like the logistics, you know, of um, planning a funeral and having to figure out everything. And um, I don't know. I think that one thing that I also will say to like, maybe to kind of end this topic, because it, it's a pretty heavy one. And I think that if I talk a lot more, I might just start <laughs> crying, which is totally fine. But maybe we'll save that for like another episode. <laughs> Special Cassie Breaks Down. Um, I'm sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> no, it's it's not, but you have to find humor in it or else you'll go insane. That's what I tell people. Um, one of the things that I think is really important, you know, if you are struggling with this or if you know somebody that's struggling with this, you as an individual have to have the strength to advocate for yourself mm-hmm. and you have to figure out what you need. Because I can't tell you how many people like reached out to me and like reached out to my family and said like, hey we're here if you need anything. And like, that's a great sentiment sentiment or a statement. But you know, like if Jess is going through something like that, instead of saying like, I'm here if you need anything, frame it to say, what do you need? Like, what can I do for you right now? Because even the smallest things, you know, are really helpful. Um, I think of like my friends from my grad school, one of my friends asked like, you know, do you need anything? And I told her, I'm like, we're running around doing everything and we're hungry, but like, we don't want to eat. So they sent us food and they sent us, um, my family, like an edible arrangement. And I thought that that was so nice, you know, that they did that. And um, I wish that I had more, that when I went through that, that I had advocated more for myself about what I truly needed. Um, You know, because there were things, and then I think, like, being, you know, like an Enneagram type 2, like, you kind of get the martyr complex and say, like, well, why didn't they do this for me? Or why didn't this happen, you know? Um... But I think it's important because it's, there isn't, like Jess said, like, it's it's inevitable. It's, it's a part of life, right? And there's not a lot that somebody can do to make things better. But there are things that people can do to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I also think it's important to remember that, like, how I process grief is mm-hmm. not the same way that you process exactly. grief. Like, I think you feel it a lot more than I do mm-hmm. or... I don't even know. I, I, feel, I feel like I haven't had moments where, like, I, I've, I mean, I've, like, losing my grandfather was hard, but for the majority of my life, he lived 2,000 plus miles away. Yeah. So, while I miss him terribly, it's not, I did not have the same relationship that I had, that you had with your grandfather. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it's fair like I know sometimes I get in the habit of comparing everything in my life Mm so I don't think you can compare grief stories that kind of thing it's just because grief is hard and it's hard 
for everybody and everybody deals with it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's always um, a light at the end of there the is. tunnel and it's usually God. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it, it may take a while. Um, I think of like, while we're talking about this, I'm thinking of Megan McCain. Um, mm-hmm. Not to get political, but John McCain passed away with um, bioglastoma. Wow. I forget. I probably butchered that, but it, it's basically like an incurable brain tumor. Um, and she posts a lot like on her social media about like missing him. And she like has counted the days since like he was here and people make fun of her all the mm-hmm. time. And, um, you know, I think of her and, you know, how she, like she says, like, it's I this is how I'm processing it. And people are like, aren't you over that? And she's mm-hmm. like, it's my father. And yeah. she's young. Like, she's in her 30s, you know. Like, it wasn't, um, it's, it's hard. So I don't think that there's a cap on grief. Um, you know, like, I, two years out, there are still times, like, I drive home and, like, I see a tree and I just start bawling my eyes out. <laughs> like, this, you know, it, it hits at random moments. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all the moments are, like, Tree was not the word that I thought you were going to say. (laughs) No, it wasn't. That's why I made that face. I I was like, tree? (laughs) I was thinking of something random that, like, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I, for instance, like, probably three months ago, I saw my grandfather's cardiologist, and he's younger, and he's very attractive. (laughs) And I used to think that all the time, like, when I take my grandfather to these appointments, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, hey, doc, like, you know, whatever, in passing. And I thought, like, oh, yeah, still looking good. And then I remember I walked away, and I was, like, tearing up. I was like, yeah. oh, that was his doctor, yeah. the last doctor he saw yeah. you know, before he passed away. Um, so, gr- yeah, everybody handles grief differently. Grief doesn't have a capstone. Um, but I think, it, like you said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's God. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to yeah. put my <laughs> life down on that <laughs> okay. fact, you know. Um, and he will get you through it. Yeah. And it's okay to not... I always say it's okay to not be okay. I think that that reigns true when you're grieving the loss of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when in doubt. Pray it out. Pray it out and, like, have Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. Like, he yeah. has to because. Yeah. yeah. God driver. So, what can I say? <laughs> well, I think it was good. Because I, I think this brought up a difference that we have. Sometimes I feel yeah. like I think, like, man, we're, like, totally the same. Right. But it's not true. <laughs> it's not. No. And that's, no. Pro, that's good. Yeah. That's good. It so is. It's I'm, good to have two different perspectives. Yeah. I'm glad that I learned more about you today. Aw. Thanks. Same. Okay. I was waiting for you. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.